Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Today we're going to be talking about San Francisco. Now, San Francisco has been in the news a lot recently and pretty much never for good reasons. Whenever you hear about San Francisco now, it's usually about the crime, homeless problems, rampant drug use, or of course, my personal favorite, human feces in the streets. As with any news though, sometimes it can be hard to sort out what's fact and what's fiction, so in this video, that's what we're gonna try to do. Before we get into it though, I have a quick message from our sponsor, Black Rifle Coffee Company. Black Rifle Coffee Company is a veteran-owned and operated premium, small-batch, roast-to-order coffee company for people who love America. They import only the highest quality beans from around the world and always roast-to-order their coffees for you after you place an order to ensure that you receive the freshest coffee available. All Black Black Rifle Coffee Company blends are available in whole bean and ground varieties, and they also have mini roasts available for purchase in single-serve coffee rounds. The best way to enjoy this freedom-filled coffee is with the Black Rifle Coffee Club. You choose the amount and the blends that you crave, and they offer it to you at a special discounted price, shipped free directly to your home or office every month. Odds are you folks are already buying coffee, so why not buy coffee that's not only convenient and tastes great, but also supports veterans and supports this show. So wake up to America's coffee by going to blackriflecoffee.com slash Lauren. That's blackriflecoffee.com slash Lauren and enter the discount code Lauren to receive 20% off your first order of any coffee products, including Black Rifle Coffee Club. So recently, Tucker Carlson did a series on his show called American Dystopia, looking at how San Francisco has, it at least seems like, fallen from being one of America's most beautiful cities to, frankly, looking like something out of the third world. At this intersection, just four blocks from City Hall, drug addicts were frantically looking for a drug to reverse an opioid overdose. Down the street, paramedics were rushing to help a man who had just overdosed on the sidewalk. And to say this city is, this city is messed up is very messed up. Such scenes are becoming common in San Francisco, where the city's left-wing officials no longer enforce so-called quality-of-life crimes like public urination or defecation or even open-air drug use. There was obviously some pretty shocking footage included in that segment, but I know some people are going to say, well, you know, you spend enough time in any city and of course you're going to see some sketchy stuff. You're going to hear some scary stories, which is true and which is also why, by the way, I personally am not really a fan of any cities and why I am strongly averse to living in a city. Want to face higher costs with a lower standard of living and the possibility of being chased down the street by a crazy person dressed like Santa Claus in the middle of July? move to a city. But even with all that in mind, it's true that San Francisco is an exceptionally troubled area right now. First off, let's take a look at the homeless problem. Yes, homelessness is an issue in most or heck, maybe even all larger cities, but San Francisco and really the entirety of the Bay Area is on a whole other level when it comes to the sheer number of homeless people around. And by all accounts, the problem is only getting worse, not better. As the San Francisco Chronicle reports, since 2017, San Francisco's homeless population has risen 30%. As Kevin Fagan writes, quote, San Francisco's appalling homeless problem seemed to worsen only modestly compared to the rest of the Bay Area, when the city released its preliminary homeless count numbers in May. The first glimpse showed a 17% uptick. Not great, sure, but not as bad as Alameda County's 43% rise or Santa Clara's 31% rise. 
Turns out, though, the news wasn't quite so rosy. The final report released Friday shows that the street count increase would actually be 30% if the city had used the same standards for counting as it had in past years. San Francisco now has 9,784 unhoused residents, compared with the last biennial count taken in 2017 of 7,499, according to the report. And as the Almanac has mentioned, quote, the nation's third largest population of homeless people, roughly 28,000 reside in the Bay Area, and most of them are unsheltered. If gathered in one place, the homeless population would be as large or larger than that of roughly half the cities in the region. The homeless problem is a serious one, and it's absolutely affecting residents and business owners. Because unfortunately, with a large homeless population comes other issues like crime and drug use. Now, I'm not saying that every homeless person is a drug addict or dangerous criminal. Of course not. But considering that, according again to the San Francisco Francisco Chronicle, 42% of homeless people in the area struggle with drug or alcohol abuse, and a further 39% have psychiatric or emotional conditions, it should come as no surprise that the homeless encampments outside some people's homes and businesses are seen as less than ideal. For instance, last August, footage went viral of a woman being attacked by a homeless man outside her building in a situation that unfortunately is way too common in San Francisco now. Panese says she had a semi-calm conversation with a man who wanted inside the building for five to ten minutes before he suddenly demanded her wallet and keys and phone and the assault was on. But he did pull me back and the door got locked again. So we did that three times before I was crawled. I crawled inside of my own apartment. Panese threw her phone to distract him, but still had to struggle to get away. Tonight, she has bruises on her hands and an injured wrist. Front desk security called 911 about the suspect earlier in the evening, but they didn't arrive until after Panese was attacked. And if you're not being assaulted by someone who is potentially mentally ill or on drugs or heck, both, then you still have the possibility of being robbed in San Francisco. Because although things like homicides have been falling in the area, which is definitely a good thing, property crime is on the rise. As Phil Madier of The Chronicle writes, San Francisco has by far the highest property crime rate in California, with more than twice the number of reported thefts per capita than Los Angeles or Santa Clara counties, according to a new report by the Public Policy Institute of California. But when it comes to arrests, San Francisco is 50th out of the state's 58 counties. Statewide police records reviewed by the PPIC show San Francisco averaged a whopping 5,844 property crimes per 100,000 residents per year from 2014 to 2016. And apparently, San Francisco also had the distinction of the highest per capita property crime rate among the 20 biggest U.S. cities in 2017, according to FBI data. And according to the Chronicle's car break-in tracker, there were 2,279 vehicle break-ins reported in San Francisco last month, or roughly 73 per day. Not great, but that's not the end of San Francisco's problems, because if you're not being assaulted and you're not being robbed, well, you may still have to deal with stepping over human feces which, yes, is a real problem in San Francisco. That's not just a myth or a rumor. That's a real thing, a real issue the city has. As Business Insider explains, 
Between 2011 and 2018, San Francisco experienced a massive increase in reported incidents of human feces found on public streets. In 2011, just over 5,500 reports were logged by the San Francisco Department of Public Works. In 2018, the number increased to more than 28,000. But those are only documented reports. The actual amount of feces on San Francisco streets is likely even higher than these statistics suggest. I will say there is more feces on the sidewalks than I've ever seen growing up here, San Francisco Mayor London Breed told NBC in a 2018 interview. That is a huge problem, and we're not just talking about from dogs, we're talking about from humans. San Francisco's human feces problem is now so bad that they actually have something called a poop patrol. You heard me. A poop patrol. As Business Insider reported in August of last year, quote, starting next month, a team of five employees from the Department of Public Works will take to the streets of San Francisco's grittiest neighborhood, the Tenderloin, in a vehicle equipped with a steam cleaner. They will ride around the alleys to clean piles of poop before citizens have a chance to complain about them. You know what, though? It's probably okay. I'm sure we'll soon be hearing about how having to step over human feces on the street is just part and parcel of living in a big city. And really quick though, before we move on, I want to tell you guys about our sponsor, Credit Repair. Let's say two pseudo-intellectual listeners went to the same auto dealership to buy the same car. Listener one had slightly below average credit. You know, a couple of late payments like a lot of us. Listener two, though, was smart. Before she car shopped, she called creditrepair.com for actual information from an actual human. In just minutes, her creditrepair.com advisor shared her credit score and report summary for free. Then they pointed out items that could cause her to pay more for her car and how she could work to fix them. In the end, she made sure her report was fair and accurate before applying for a loan. Look, if you're thinking about buying a car, refinancing your home, or applying for credit, go to creditrepair.com first. Get your free credit score and report, plus smart advice from actual humans on how you can improve both. Call 800-551-9835. That's 800-551-9835. Again, 800-551-9835. Not available in all states, including Georgia, Mississippi, Ohio, Oregon, and South Carolina. Let's not forget about another one of San Francisco. Francisco's increasingly infamous attractions, the public intravenous drug use. As Lee Ohanian for the Hoover Institution writes, quote, with an estimated population of nearly 25,000 drug users, there are about 522 drug users per square mile in San Francisco. Drug users outnumber the city's 16,000 high school students by more than 50%. San Francisco gave out 5.8 million hypodermic needles last year to drug users and collected 3.8 million used needles. Many of the remaining 2 million needles line city streets and pose a risk to those walking on them, particularly children who are less aware of these issues, as well as the recent interim mayor who found a hypodermic needle had punctured the sole of his shoe. Again, drug use is so rampant and out of control in California that it's not uncommon to see people shooting up in public on the side of the street. KPIX 5 News demanding answers about this video, drug addicts openly shooting up inside a BART station. We take it to the people in charge to ask, how could you let it get this bad? Things have gotten so bad and some residents are so worried about security risks that some neighborhoods and businesses are actually turning to private police to make them feel safe. Residents that live on these streets, they pay for our service. The area's richest residents voted to create a community benefit district. That's bureaucratic jargon for a private government to do jobs that San Francisco's city government won't do. Some of the most common calls that I get 
get from residents. Somebody setting up a tent in front of my house. A homeless person going through our garbage with their making a mess. The Benefit District pays people to patrol the streets, clean up trash, and remove graffiti. Now, in most cities, the city government would just provide that, right? Uh, yeah, in most cities, they would. But not San Francisco, where property owners are forced to pay mandatory fees to finance services the city fails to provide. Plus, in another attempt at discouraging homeless people from congregating and camping on their streets, in a very controversial move, one area actually tried placing boulders on their sidewalks. Eventually, though, the boulders were removed when so many people complained about them being inhumane and cruel and anti-homeless. But look, I understand that being upset about homeless people outside your home or business is a way less serious problem than actually being homeless. Someone who has to deal with stepping over homeless people and the feces and syringes on the street is still ultimately way better off than the person being stepped over, the person dealing with addiction, the person who didn't have anywhere else to go to the bathroom besides the street. I get that. I swear I do. But still, I don't think it's too much for these residents who are paying astronomical rents and taxes, by the way, to ask to not have to deal with feces and needles and the threat of being attacked or their property stolen. When most right-leaning shows talk about San Francisco being essentially overrun with homeless people and just failing as a city by several metrics, a lot of the time, honestly, it's done with a kind of schadenfreude. Like, oh yes, look how terrible this liberal city is directly into my veins. And I can definitely understand that kind of feeling when it comes to somewhere like LA or New York, which are objectively awful. And I I'm sorry if you're from there, but it's true. When it comes to San Francisco, though, talking about all the ways it's failing is just sad to me. I visited San Francisco once when I was a teenager and I loved it. For a city, I thought it was beautiful. I always thought of it as somewhere I'd want to visit again. Not not so much now, though. So I can only imagine how heartbreaking and frustrating it must be for actual San Franciscans to see what their city has become. And I know at this point, some of you might be wondering, where, where are the police through all of this? Why aren't they doing something about this? Why isn't the city doing something about this? How could things have possibly gotten so bad? Well, it seems like everything San Francisco has tried to do to improve things has only made it worse. Let's take crime, for instance. As Fox News explains, one of the biggest statewide blunders is Proposition 47. Supported by the California Democratic Party and championed by the American Civil Liberties Union, the referendum was passed by a wide margin in 2014. The idea behind it was to reduce certain nonviolent felonies to misdemeanors in order to free up resources for cops and prosecutors to go after serious, violent offenders. This included downgrading fraud, forgery, shoplifting, and grand theft, as long as the total value of of the stolen property was less than $950. It also included illegal drugs. Supposedly, San Francisco wanted police resources to be freed up to focus on more serious crimes. And to do that, they essentially stopped enforcing rule of law for less serious crimes. Tracy McRae is a lieutenant in the San Francisco Police Department. If I went into a store and stole a PlayStation, what would happen? Uh, if it's under $950, you get a, get a citation. If I smoke crack on the street, what would happen? Citation. If I exposed myself in a public park, what would happen? Oh, no, citation. If I camped on a sidewalk, what would happen? Uh, warning, maybe a citation. If I broke somebody's car window, what would happen? Again, under $950, uh, citation. Look, I support criminal justice reform, and I think it's outrageous how many people are locked up right now for nonviolent offenses. 
But criminal justice reform shouldn't mean you just you just stop enforcing laws. Like why why would that be something that you do? You have a filthy city and all these nonviolent offenders. Why not slap some community service on these people? They could be helping to keep their own city clean while repaying their debt to society. And by the way, the threat of having to spend your days cleaning poop off the street pretty good deterrent, I would think, for not shooting up in public. And when it comes to homeless people, I mean, homelessness is a complicated issue with many contributing factors, but whatever problems the homeless people in San Francisco may have, trust me, funding is not one of them. According to Heather McDonald for City Journal, San Francisco's main homelessness agency, currently dubbed the Department of Homelessness and Supportive Housing, commands a $285 million budget, add health services and sanitation and you get a $380 million annual tap for homelessness, according to the city's budget analyst. That figure is widely under the mark, leaving out criminal justice costs, welfare payments, and repairing infrastructure deterioration, among other expenditures. But even assuming the conservative $380 million, that works out to $47,500 a year per homeless person. Honestly, it seems like San Francisco is more interested in making homeless people comfortable than it is getting to the root issues of homelessness. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that efforts to feed, provide medical assistance to, and shelter for homeless people in the short term is a bad thing, because it's not. But essentially, it's like putting a Band-Aid on a gunshot wound. It's not a long-term solution. If San Francisco wants to see any meaningful changes and decreases in the homeless population, they have to try to reduce drug dependence, encourage self-sufficiency, and do something about the outrageous cost of living. And by do something, I mean get rid of the sky-high minimum wage law that has priced some people out of the job market entirely, ease up on all the regulations that have made it almost impossible to build new housing or open up new businesses and that have made tax is so freaking high. I hate to see such a once beautiful city like San Francisco in this type of state, but at the end of the day, you reap what you sow, and this is the fate that San Francisco has chosen for itself, and it looks like things are gonna get a lot worse before they get any better. That's all I have to say for now though, but as always, I would love to know what you all think. What do you think is responsible for San Francisco's decline, and how can the city start to make things better? Let me know, but that's it for now. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and I'll see you next time.